name is Sarah Sloan, and you are listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. It's great to be here with you, you guys. Uh, so much happening in the world, am I right? So I'm just waiting for that yes, and I wasn't hearing it. I was getting a little worried. Man. But it's okay. Everything, Everything's going to turn out. Everything's going to be all right. Maybe? Uh, eh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, with the, with the busyness and craziness of the world, we can just kind of talk about some stories. Hopefully it'll be okay. Who knows? Who knows? I want to start off with this one story. Biden. He's apparently auctioning off parts of the unused border wall, which could totally be used to close up that wall. Peekaboo. Could be used to close up that wall, so therefore migrants wouldn't be able to invade. What are the numbers on this? Golly, they're crazy numbers. Um, Okay, so since President Biden took office, this is from the Daily Wire, by the way, Illegal immigrants have crossed into the U.S. in record numbers, with estimates exceeding 5 million. Like, imagine if you had, like, 5 million, like, tissues. That's a lot of tissues. You don't need that many tissues. But no, this this is people. This is people. According to data from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, there have been 1,973,092 Southwest land border encounters so far in the fiscal year in 2023, which began in October. And once again, I'm going to say it. These are just the people that have been found. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it affects a lot of people. And just because it hasn't affected you doesn't mean it won't. So yeah, so of course we know the classic, um, the governors, like Southern governors are tired of dealing with this. So they just, they ask these, these migrants, hey, do you want to, these illegal immigrants really, uh, do you want to go up to these Northern states? Here's a chartered bus. Yes, they go up to the Northern states. And now the people in the Northern states are tired of dealing with an influx of people that are not even citizens of this country. It's tiring. Yeah, if, if there's something that I really want the next person who's president to deal with, uh, be the border problem. I think first, obviously, you got to get that border wall completely dealt with first so that people can't just come in illegally, can't just cross over the border. Then we got to deal with the people that are already here and they need to be sent back to where they came from, which is what I would want any other country to do if I was illegal and at illegally entering their country. I would want them to do that for me because that's wrong. So why is it okay if it's the U.S.? And yes, we are a nation of immigrants slash people that have been here for much, much longer. But guess what? A lot of the immigrants of this country did it the right way. So why should why should we start allowing the wrong way? So once again, um, selling parts of the border wall... So there's apparently an online auction house called GovPlanet. And um, they've sold over 80 steel parts that were originally intended for the border wall. And they've made about $2 million since April on this. And there's apparently more auctions that are going to happen. And so 
Biden, his goal is to get rid of these unused parts before the House Republicans can basically pass a bill to stop him. And it would the bill that they would pass would just be requiring them to use these parts to extend the border wall. So then, um, okay, so apparently last month, the Senate, which is controlled by the Democrats versus the House is controlled by the Republicans, they passed a defense appropriations package and it included a Republican-sponsored bill and it was actually trying to force Biden to address the border crisis by extending the wall. Interesting that even a Democrat-led Senate would do that. Hmm. And obviously, Republican senators, they have just been really upset about this selling of parts. And so then Senator James Lankford, who's a Republican uh, senator from Oklahoma, he said the pennies made from selling the border wall will not be enough to pay for the families who suffered from a criminal act committed by someone who crossed our open borders during the Biden administration. So true. And there is apparently, um, yeah, there's a bill called Finish It Act. And, and then the guy who kind of co-sponsored the bill, he's Senator Roger Wicker, and he's from uh, Massachusetts. He said, this sale is a wasteful and ludicrous decision by the Biden administration that only serves as further, further proof that they have no shame. So the Gov Planet auction, basically it was just like picking up very quickly after May. Um, after this Finish It Act was introduced in the Senate. <laughs> so makes sense, I guess. And Republicans have said that around $300 million in taxpayer-funded border wall parts have been abandoned since Biden became president. And money from the sale of unused border wall parts reportedly goes back to the Pentagon. Yeah, because they don't have enough of our tax dollars. Um, so, And so that uh, the kind of the person who kind of, I think I would assume spilled the news on this uh, more clearly was a GovPlanet source, you know, the company that's auctioning. We are legally not allowed to mention these are border wall materials or we could lose our jobs, but that's what they are, 110%. Notice that's more than 100%. It's 110%. So yeah, but you know, anything that Biden is saying, he doesn't care about the illegal immigrants flooding into our nation. He doesn't, it doesn't bother him because obviously the overall goal is to cause chaos and to cause more government dependence and to hopefully create a new flock of Democrat voters. Because obviously Republicans are against illegal immigrants, uh, illegal immigration as a whole. And so then why would those people want to vote for them? So they're going to vote for Democrats. It's, it's such a good idea. It's just so twisted and evil and really messed up and so sad that we actually have parts that could help cause this issue and they are just being sold and auctioned off for so little money. Very sad indeed. Vote for Biden again. You know you want to. There's so many reasons to do it. That was sarcasm, if you can't tell. Okay, so the other thing I've been wanting to talk about is this has just been kind of a crazy thing. Does anybody remember the movie The Blind Side? Sandra Bullock was in it. There were other people in there, but Sandra Bullock was a big one. And the point of the movie was that it's a rich, a rich Alabama family, extremely wealthy. 
and they're driving one night and they see this homeless teenager, African-American, because apparently that really, really matters to know his exact race. And he's just in the freezing cold walking out there and they pick him up. They invite him in their home and they see that he has football talent and they really like help him to get better and better. And eventually he makes it in the NFL. And it's just this really heartwarming story. If you haven't seen the movie, it's, I think it's a very enjoyable, interesting movie. Um, and it's, it's just like clean and it's nice. And it's just, yeah, it makes you like have hope for the world. Um, apparently not everybody sees it that way. There's this term of like white saviorism where it's like the white person has to save the minority. And this is so evil. And I've been reading this um, article, uh, this article from Matt Walsh on the Daily Wire as well. And it's, yeah, it's called, it's an opinion piece. Why the media is so eager to smear the blind side family. And he really explains all of this and um, yeah, does it such a good job. And so he's basically saying that, yeah, a lot of people are upset that a white person like is portrayed saving a black person and helping them. And so then he's just like, okay, well, what are we supposed to do? Um, in fact, he is, yeah, he says it so well. So let's see. Yeah. Better to leave the black kid languishing in the gutter than reach out and help him. Better to look at, look the other way than be a white savior. That's the message coming in loud and clear. And I suspect that a lot of white people who have watched this Michael O'Hare saga play out and who have seen everything that's happened over the past decade or so are going to take the message to heart and respond accordingly. The next Michael O'Hare, the next disadvantaged black kid who needs a helping hand, might not get it. He might end up suffering the fate that O'Hare likely would have suffered had the twoies not stepped in. That's apparently what the left wants, and now, tragically, they'll get it. Yeah, so what's been happening is, years later now, the real guy who was portrayed in the movie, the the black teenager who's now a man who's been a professional football player for a while now, he's coming back at the Tui family and saying, you made it seem like I was adopted, but really you had me do a, conservator, a conservatorship. And you misled me, and you've also taken away money from me. And I should have made $15 million from the movie uh, based on royalties or whatever. I think that's kind of what it was. Subs yeah, I don't know. And... I didn't get that, and you stole from me. Now, this family is worth much more than $15 million. They, they apparently have a lot of franchises of different uh, fast food restaurants, which fast food is really good, by the way. It tastes amazing. Um, it's just the truth. So they don't, you know, $15 million to them is kind of a drop in the bucket. It's really not that big of a deal. And seeing just a cold teenager while they're driving on the road and picking him up and taking care of him, yeah, like Mike or Matt Walsh really like highlights it. Like, yeah, they knew in their minds he's going to be on the in the NFL. Let's pick him up, and then we can kind of trick him and get fifteen million from him uh, from a movie that's going to be about him. You know, portraying this story. Yeah, because they were really that smart and they really had that insight knowledge. Um, so it, it's kind of funny the entire thing that's happening. So the thing is, um, Michael knew that this was not an adoption because he wrote a book a while ago and there's a portion of the book that kind of states this. So since I was already over the age of 18 and considered an adult by the state of Tennessee, Sean and Leanne would be named as my legal conservators. They explained to me that it 
means pretty much the exact same thing as adopt, uh, adoptive parents, but that the laws were just written in a way that took my age into account. Honestly, I didn't care what it was called. My mother was going to be at the hearing to agree that she supported the decision to have the Tuis listed as the next of my kin and legal conservators. So this was written like over a decade ago. He knew he wasn't adopted. He explained it in this book that he wrote. So now he comes to a realization, I wasn't adopted. And you took this money from me. Hmm. All this is kind of weird. This movie got a lot of awards at the time. Sandra Bullock got an Oscar, and now a lot of people are saying she needs to give it back. It's just kind of sad. Um, so Entertainment Tonight, um, Entertainment Tonight, they interviewed the lawyer. So let's listen to that to get some insight. Like he was being told he was a part of this family and being adopted into this family. But in fact, he was signing a conservatorship, which he did not understand. The problem is he wrote a book in 2011. In the book, he says it was a conservatorship. He's admitting, and I hate to use the word admitting, he's stating that, yes, I knew it was a conservatorship. And if you watch the movie, Nobody says anything about him being adopted. Can I be honest? I thought they adopted him this whole time. When you uh, adopt a child, you bring him into your home. You treat him as your own. The truth of the matter is, they were treating him as if he were adopted. Most of us hear conservatorship, and we think Britney Spears. We think someone who is under, a, you know, a guidance to where someone else has control of your money, someone else has control of your life, and you don't really have a say in what happens. Are we looking at it wrong, or is that valid? This was the conservatorship of the person. This was not a conservatorship of his finances. Mm -hmm. She had a large sum of money. Uh, it goes into a conservatorship. The parents, our father, has control over this, and she has no say-so. None of those things happen. No money ever went into a conservatorship. I wonder, he's a grown adult, like why he would even still be under a conservatorship today. Because nobody thought about it. That's the simple answer. It has not inhibited him in any way. He will not be able to show that it cost him money or he wasn't able to do something. We got a, um, a, a statement from Marty Singer. He says that Michael threatened the Tui, saying that he would plant negative stories about them in the press unless they paid him $15 million. Is that what he said? You're saying that is correct. And how did the Tuies respond to that? They were not going to be the victims of a shakedown. They were willing to sit down and talk to Michael at any time, show him whatever they needed. But, you know, you start getting these texts and they're very ugly and, and uh, the Tuies will be irrelevant when I get through with them, things hmm. like that. It was odd that it came out the same day he started his book tour. It seems like what is being laid out here is is the Tuies believe that at the end of the day, this is a, it's about money. Why is Michael then saying he didn't see a dime from this film? That's something Michael will have to answer, and he will have to answer when he's presented with the checks. Is there any thought that maybe he should have gotten a bigger slice than one-fifth of the pot, than an equal? It was about a family taking in a person 
who, who had suffered a hard life, taking in a person who deserved help, that they wanted to help and give their love and nourishment, and every family member sacrificed in that. I mean, they they suffered the slings and arrows of, of doing something right, and they stood up to it. Is this something that you see that could actually go to trial? There's not going to be a settlement. Okay. People need to understand and appreciate everyone's position and then make their own decision right. on what's right. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, I, I really wanted to make sure all that was heard just because um, he gave great insight. And it's so true. They are being punished for doing something right. If you see somebody walking on the side of the road who's cold and lonely, kind of reminds me of the Good Samaritan. He helped. The Good Samaritan helped. Everybody just walked along on the way. I'll admit it, I probably would have just passed. In fact, I know I would have. I wouldn't have picked him up, taken him in my home, and cleaned him up and everything else. And isn't it sad that the media, popular culture, would be happier with me for having ignored him than the Tuis for having helped him and given him a place in their family? I think he... Well, actually, no, there are... um, yeah, Matt Walsh gives a lot of like insight into what he thinks. So let's see. He thinks that basically the reason Michael is doing this is because, yes, they're treating him like a son, but they're not giving him the full money like they would give their real children. They have a do- another son and daughter. And that he's not getting the full financial benefits of a blood relation to the Tuies is what Matt Walsh is saying. And yeah, we don't actually know that, but I, I tend to agree with Matt Walsh. I think he's right on that for sure. Because why all this? If they had just driven by him and never picked him up, never helped him, where would he be today? I don't think he would have written a book, made a lot of money from that book, been portrayed in a movie, be a professional football player. That was because of the Tuies helping him. And he's upset at them. It's, it really is. It's penalizing people for doing the right thing. And it's so sad. But yeah, I don't want to be a white savior. Like, man, like we would never say a black savior. Like if it was the opposite. Oh, don't want to be a black savior. Like, who cares about their race? The obsession with the race is, like, so racist, actually. It's it's really pathetic. So we will see what happens, but I tend to agree with the lawyer. I don't think there's going to be a settlement because they didn't do anything wrong. And his own admission in the book, literally. Like, I don't know if he just didn't think or what, but, man, it was just very short-sighted. Okay, I want to talk about this as well. Um... There is something in life that really frustrates me, and and I know that a lot of people can't help it. Um, it's just kind of a natural thing, but it doesn't mean I like it. And that is big gums. So you can see it sometimes whenever people are smiling. They'll have just these very large gums, 
and it's like their teeth are very tiny, but their gums are huge. So like their smile is predominantly gums. It freaks me out a little bit. I don't like it that much. I, I do, I'll say it right now. I think, um, like I'm, you know, I don't have love in my life right now. Um, except to God, amen. And if there was a guy that was like perfect in every way, but he had the huge gums, I think I'm just gonna have to say, I would have to refuse. I don't think I'd be interested. I don't think I could do it. And I know that's mean, but it's just the truth. And I have to be honest here versus I have this uh, guy who's my friend and he has said that he is very attracted to large gums. And like, I completely believe him. And he was showing me like a picture of someone he found attractive. She had these huge gums and he was just very attracted. Very, very into it. Um, I'm, if I can, I'm going to try to include a picture of the person with uh, the largest gums I've ever seen. Obviously private information. So I'm not going to like show their entire face, but I do want you to see it because it's insanity. And yeah, yeah, the gums, man. Okay. So there's this meme there's this meme that is, uh, is basically like girls with these gums, with gums like these always got a fiance somehow. And it's, it's so accurate. I always see girls with big gums getting guys like that. That was a very pathetic snap. I'm so embarrassed. What is wrong with me lately? Whew. It's so accurate. They always get the guys so quickly. And then there was another meme that was very funny. And it was like, people with gums like this. OMG, you have to get Disney+. Plus. It's so true. They always, like, they're just very, like, happy. And, like, I, I think it's great to smile. It actually, like, helps your overall mood if you smile. So it's a good thing to smile. Don't get me wrong. But they smile, like, so much more. And they do the big smile. Because, like, you could do, like, a little soft smile, like, like a little, like, ooh, I'm shy, smile, ooh. Or like no teeth, smile. But they smile like big. Like they're like, like all the way. It's insane. And then it's just like showing all gum and barely any teeth. I'm trying to do it. Thank God I don't have big gums. I don't think I could live with myself. But God bless you if you have them. And truthfully, you're if you're a female and you have big gums, you're going to get guys faster. So honestly, props to you. Things are better for you because of that. So if it feels like, like I'm being mean, like you have the better life. Trust me. I just, I don't even know why I said all that, but it's just really been bothering me lately. So, but people have noticed it. Okay. So yeah, then there's another one. Um, people with tall gums never warn you before they laugh and show you the second story of their townhouse. <laughs> it's so true. People have noticed it. I'm not the only one. You have a gummy smile. I think in surgery it can be dealt with. I do think it can be dealt with because I don't think it's supposed to be a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing that your gums are that large. <laughs> uh, no big gums. No big, I'll say it in a British accent. No big gums, no. And I'm serious about that. God bless America, but not big gums. Okay, so let's go to a Bible verse because I need it. Whew. First Corinthians 12, verse 12. 
For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. And then it, it goes on and on into the, like, should the foot say, I'm not a hand, and um, so I'm not part of the body, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, the, the overall principle, I think, is, is, is so powerful because we are all united by our belief in God. And so we have a family with that. We're all on this crazy planet called Earth. And God is, he's the creator of the universe. And he looks down on us and he loves us. And he's made each one of us. And we love him. And we just have this amazing relationship. And we're, we're trying to get others to know him. And we're trying to bring glory to him. And then one day we'll all die. We'll all go and live in heaven for eternity. Which is just crazy to think about. And it'll be awesome. And yeah, we, we could unite and be together and so we shouldn't be so focused on areas where where we can have division areas where we disagree church of christ they don't use instruments in their worship a lot of other christian groups do why why get mad about that why get angry about that you know that they love god there's going to be things that are Biblical or anti-biblical, that's the stuff where obviously we need to be careful. Like obviously we know right is right and wrong is wrong. And so if a certain Christian sect is like totally believing in evil things and everything else, then of course we have to be careful. But it still doesn't mean we need to hate. We can still love. So we have that family. And if you want to be a part of that family... Go to a church and try to speak to the leadership there and tell them that you are interested. Um, and I think you'll be surprised how um, how simple it is. You just got to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he was raised from the dead, and say that you will serve him all your days. And you're like, oh, that's easy. That's not easy. That sounds like a lot. Well, yeah, it's not going to be like the picture-perfect life. There's going to be struggle. But guess what? You were probably struggling now. And wouldn't you rather have God on your side while you do that? I would. I do, in fact. And it's awesome. And so you always have someone to go to versus now. Like, what do you do? You just talk to somebody and complain to them until they're so sick of you and sick of hearing about your stuff. Or you rely and depend on somebody until they they fail you at some point. Like every human being will. I will fail you no matter what. If you get to know me, you will fail me no matter what. If I get to know you, it's just, but God doesn't. And he's consistent. So... I love it. And the diversity of the body, like how different people can be is very cool. It's very, very cool. I like how different the body can be. God made each person. So guys, thank you. Thank you for listening to me. I don't know what you have planned. I don't know what's going on in your life. If things are just getting like kind of weighty, but you know, if you don't have like that mental clarity, maybe you need to work out. Maybe you need to get more sleep. Maybe you need to drink more water. I don't know. There's a lot of simple solutions to complicated problems. Maybe you need to get dinner with somebody. Maybe you need to um, listen to different music, watch different shows. I'm not sure. 
maybe you've been procrastinating on something and it's just like you're getting so worried about it. Well, then finally just do it. If you need to clean your house, do 10 minutes a day. Just set a timer, do 10 minutes a day and clean your house. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of ways where we can make our life better and we don't need to make it worse. Yeah. But thank you for listening to me. I, I hope you enjoyed the show. There's a lot, like I said, happening in the world. But you know what? We can we can kind of evaluate the world together. We can talk about it. So, yeah. Feel free to comment on this video if you if you want to. You don't have to. Freedom of choice is a valuable thing. So, you guys have a great rest of your week. Goodbye.